by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. This is Desert Jen and Lady Sonica. Before we get busy on the discussion on the elements, let's pull today's card of the day. What we got, I'm, I'm reading from the um, Lightseer's Tarot. We got the Two of Pentacles. It looks like a young lady who's free with Saturn or Saturn in the background with its ring wrapped around her arm and her pentacles swinging in a purse. Seems like pretty free going okay the book says a need to balance many aspects of self juggling obligation equilibrium seeking harmony so that's the card that really has a lot to do with me today find, <laughs> my, find my equili equilibrium yeah i need to find balance yeah well you find the equilibrium and then balance comes right in okay so as I stated earlier, we are going to discuss the elements and their use in the craft. What are the elements? A definition according to wiccaliving.com slash classical dash elements dash wicca. The elements are the literal forces of nature. And so they are sacred and rivered by the Wiccans. They are incorporated into the ritual magic and ultimately into the daily consciousness of those who live and work with the natural rhythms of life, death, and rebirth, unquote. You agree with that? Yes, I do. Okay. Those forces are earth, which is north, air, which is east, fire, which is south, and water, which is west. Many of us call elements when creating a circle for practice or ritual. No. Huh? You missed one. What did I miss? Spirit. Well, spirit. I didn't include spirit in this. Okay. I just did the four elements or the four natural elements. Um, many of us call the elements when creating a circle for practice or ritual. Note, we call the elements at the beginning of the, this podcast. Calling the elements also refer, is also referred, referred to as calling the watchtowers, calling the corners, or calling the quarters, depending on your tradition. Got anything to add to that? Nope, not a thing. Okay. Um, there are some common co correspondences for each of the four elements. And instead of reading these, as my printer went kind of glooky on them, um, I will post them at the bottom of our um, podcast webpage. But I think the most... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 post it there. I can barely read some of these. 
I need to clean my printer head. Why use the elements? There are there was common correspondences. You know, some add a little here, some add a little there. Um, I don't know if those are right or wrong or if they're just opinions of the author. So I took the most common ones and put them in the correspondence table. I tried to keep it small. Um, well, the, the chart that I'll post at the bottom of our podcast webpage um, will give you correspondences for direction, gender, tarot, astrological, colors, and types of magic. I will note that the um, category types of magic is word for word out of earth, air, fire, and water, more techniques of nature's magic by Scott Cunningham. Many following our path have nature-based beliefs. What is more nature-based as earth, wind, fire, or water? When you use the elements, you're harnessing the power of earth. You write a spell and want to send that send it to the deity or universe, you then use the power of fire to release the spell with expediency. You then, then use air. air. Huh? And then air. Yeah. Then use air to carry the spell to where it needs to go. Let's look at ways to use each element in our practice. Earth. Have a garden. Magical or not. When done responsibly, you are nourishing the earth as you take from her. Grow magical herbs and use them in your practice. Grounding. When, you're, when you ground, you are connecting with the earth and all of her glory. Stability spells. Use dirt in a spell to provide some stability when you need it. Bless your houseplants. Designate earth on your altar with your favorite rock, crystals, bowl of soil, or fresh fruit or vegetables. You got anything to add to that? When dealing with the elements um, individually, as we are doing with Earth Bread at the moment, everything you have said is, you know, right on mark. I would also, um, you know, put in when a person is trying to reconnect, trying to ground, what is the one thing we do? We run out and put our hands around a tree or we walk on the ground barefooted. Um, Earth is our core. All the other elements work off of Earth. Earth is the core. We are made of the Earth. We live upon the Earth. We dwell in Earth. Everything we do comes from Earth. The other elements are just as important. But we've got to remember, we are Earth. Yes. Very important to remember that. And especially the grounding, like you said. I mean, grounding just really puts me in tune with the Earth if I'm in the right spot. Yes. Um, When I need to be grounded, one of the things I absolutely love to do is go outside, find myself a mud puddle, and just put my feet in the mud and, you know, just put my feet in the mud. Oh, man, that sounds and, wonderful. Oh, it is. And it feels good and it's squishy and, you know, it's good for you. Um, and then I will walk to a tree, any tree, doesn't matter. And I will let the energy that I have pulled in through squishing my feet in the mud flow through me and cleanse my body. And I give it back to earth through giving it to a tree. Oh, that, that's good. Yeah, I can see that. You know, um, 
I, I one of the things I do when people are um, over anxious, uh, a little bit amped up, yeah, you know, I will tell them point blank: uh, take your shoes off, go outside, and hug a tree. Yeah, you know, you know and the old additive tree hugger. Honey, I was a tree hugger before tree huggers were even. <laughs> I can understand that. Okay, air. Write your spell or wish on a piece of paper and release it into the wind. Make a wish or manifestation while blowing bubbles. One of my favorites is make a wish and blow a dandelion that is fully seated. Use the energy of a storm to empower your spell. Another of my favorites. Use deep breathing exercises to help with balance. Sing or chant your intentions. Designate air on your altar with feathers, incense, bells, or wind chimes, and wind instruments like clarinet, flute, etc., etc. Do you have anything to add or say about that? Well, the one thing I want to point out, people, you know, everybody thinks you have to be a witch to cast a spell. From the day you were born, your first birthday, what is the thing that is every single solitary person does blow out the candles blow while you make a wish that's right so people have been using air to send their wishes their thoughts their dreams their hopes their desires from the time you turned one year old and then as you get older i can remember making so many wishes on dandelions oh yes dandelions and you know um taking a rock from good old earth and you know throwing it through the air into a pond so you've got earth wind and water yes yes and um, you know everybody everybody does that. yes very few that don't let's see and, fire uh, i need to put I, I had a hard time with finding things about fire because um i know everybody needs that. to use diligence when and caution when working with fire fire is dangerous destructive and harmful when not used carefully now i want to make that perfectly clear i mean there are a lot of things that i found in my research that i didn't want to put down because i don't want some 14 year old who is listening to our, our cast think that they can play with fire like this and then they burn down their house you know um right. Fire can be used in so many different ways. Instead of destruction, you know, fire gives us warmth. Yes, it does. Fire, yes, it does. Fire clears. Fire is strength. Do we need to have a crackling open fire in front of us? No, no. we do not. We do not. A candle. You know, there was once uh, many years ago I, I, I w when I was learning, you know, the witchcraft and stuff, somebody had the um, idea of if you can't have candles, you can't have any open flame whatsoever. You take a fan and put on fire colored um, crepe paper yes. and lay it flat on the floor and you've got your flames. Yes. Um, so there and are another thing, another thing here. Um don't know how many of you out there are artistic but you could also pull on the element of fire by drawing it yes yes you don't have to have an open flame and burn down your house no um, so also uh one way to start using fire in your practice is to learn candle magic um 
burn old possessions to release, throw wishes into a bonfire, use fire to banish things you no longer want or need, emotions, negativity, things like that. Make sun catchers with magical intent as you're making them. Work into protection, banishing, sexual, strength, and courage spells. Use candles, cauldron, bonfire, or fireplace. Designate fire. Huh? Or plain, or just plain old go to your kitchen and cook something. True. Yes. I mean, that's how I used to light my cigarettes. No, (laughs) joking. Um, (laughs) Designate fire on your altar with candles, burning herbs, dragons, or images of sun or fire. Got anything else to add to that? There is a tree. Don't ask me the name. I can't think of it right at the moment. But the tree is red. You'll find it a lot in California. Okay. I'll think of this, but it is a very red, red tree. I have found when I want to use elements of fire upon my cauldron, of course, my cauldron, my altar. Um, <laughs> first of all, I will set my cauldron up to be able to hold a candle. Yes. And cauldron always goes in front of my altar. Um, you can use aspects of not just you know candles and things like that. There are other aspects that deal with fire. Um, there are some seashells that can be used in the element of fire. Oh, really? There, oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are seashells. Certain seashells um, that will have a very red tint to them that you can use. You can use wood. You can use, uh, you can make something out of clay and make it red. You can use so many different things for the element of fire. It doesn't have to be the old standbys, candles, matches, you know, it doesn't have to be. Um, There are very, very many different aspects of fire if one takes the time and actually does some research. Yes. You know, things anymore today with the young, new young people coming up, I have found that they want everything handed to them, laid out for them. Don't Very go, true. Don't go in and study it. There are gems that are fine. You can put a ruby or... Um, a fire opal or um, hematite. You know, there are all sorts of stones and crystals out there that are red also that you can use for the aspect of fire. I know that about the gemstones. Yes. Okay. Water. Do you live near the ocean? Use seawater to cleanse and charge your spells. Collect rainwater and bless. Use this water when you want to bless something. Sprinkle the water on you before job interviews or appointments where you need some extra blessings. Make rainwater into moon water. Rainwater is a clean, natural element. Set out some in the light of the full moon and bless it. This way, the water can give you double a double whammy. Um, use rain or moon water to nourish your sacred and house plants. Gather some well water and use it in a, a wishing spell. Release something by floating a piece of biodegradable water or paper with what you want to be released into a stream. Designate the water element on your 
altar. You can use seashells, fish knickknacks, bowl of water. Anything else you can think of? Uh, water. Yes, there are plants you could also use that represent water. The best plant is seaweed. Oh, true. Um, there are gems that have the element of water that can be used. There can be just plain old water. And tears. Your and own what? water. Tears. Okay. Collect, collect your tears. Oh, tears. Yes. You know, that, that, um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring up a little bit of a funny here. Uh, we, most of us, have all seen or read the Harry Potter book. And one of the things that caught me very early on was when Dumbledore was telling Harry about how to collect tears for memories. And I was told at a very young age by my grandmother, who was also a witch, um, to save my tears because my tears were special. They were my private waters. And I can use them in my spell working. How would you Things, save your tears? If you're crying and you have a little, you know, a little bottle, a, li okay. you know, a little bottle, um, just let your tears go into the bottle, you know, kind of scoop them up the bottle and, you know, let, let your tears just drip into a little tiny container. It doesn't even have to be a bottle. It can be a little plastic container. Um, old pill bottles that have been cleaned can be used. Um, this is the human's way of producing its own water. Now, I'm not talking about urination or anything like that. You don't <laughs> want to collect those. No, 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 no. But tears, tears can be saved. And even though you may shed tears because you've gotten hurt or you've been hurt, those tears are very, very, very powerful. And you can bless your bottle prior to you getting tears that all tears that you give will be healed, okay? Um, you know, it takes some time to get um, a good amount of, you know, tears. Well, how do you it keep it from drying up? Um... Uh, because I don't know if, if, you know, sometimes I don't think you would get that many tears that you were able to catch or something. And to me, maybe it might dry up in, in the bottle Okay. before you get around to it. This is how I was told to save my tears. People cry for many different If you are physically hurt, you're going to cry some tears. Yes. If you have been hurt, you're going to cry some tears. You know, it's not going to be just one or two, you know drops it, there's going to be some tears now i have always been told when i get my tears i put them in a dark place oh okay, okay. uh don't leave the, don't leave it out you know out in the don't leave it out you want to sit stick it someplace that is cool and dark and again like i said when a person cries nine times out of ten you're not crying just one little tear well true you're, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get, you know, a little bit, um, depending what the circumstances are. You know, you can cry for happiness. You can cry because you've been hurt. You can cry because you, you know, for whatever reason, 
you can cry uh-huh. and save your tears. Now, if they do dry up, can you reconstitute them with something like distilled or natural water? I never had the. I, I never had to do that. Okay. Uh, I I've never ever had to reconstitute my tears. Um, you know, like I said again, a person's not going to cry one or two tears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna... thinking like it's so dry out here in the desert. Even when you, things dry out, even when they're in in, in you know closed up. Um, okay. You can. Um, well, you don't want to put it in the refrigerator because you don't want it to freeze. Right. But if you, you know, say you got a pill bottle, okay, uh -huh. a, a small pill bottle, and for whatever reason you're crying, uh -huh. you're going to try to collect as much as you can. Um, if you want to get scientific about it, you're probably going to get at least 15 to 20 tears. Okay. okay. Um, which is enough to use an eyedropper to suck some up. Okay. Okay, so that would be, you know, you'll have some of that. Of course, you're going to keep adding to it. Um, and like I said, it's not going to happen. And I hope people are not crying all the time that you ha can, you know, fill the thing up quickly. Um, but again, I have always found that if I keep it in a cool, dark place, the tears don't dry up. And I don't care how hot it is around you. Okay. You know, um, I'm trying to think, you know, you can wrap it up in a dark piece of cloth and stick it in the bottle bottom of your, you know, underwear drawer. Uh huh. Or you can put it within a box, you know, save it in a jewelry box. Um, you know, as long as it's dark. Okay. And, you know, your own tears. Now, we are talking about the element of water. Okay, there are many, many things we can do with water. But the first thing we need to understand, what is the element of water? The element of water is cleansing. The element of, the element of water is emotions. It's life. It's reproduction of everything. Without water, we would not be on the face of this earth. Without yeah, that water. was something. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that water is more important to our bodies than food. We yes, can go is. longer without eating than we can without drinking. Yes, and how much? Yeah, you know, how much of our body is water? A uh, great deal. You know, um, yes, we are very much every single one of us, unless we are born with absolutely no soul within us. <laughs> we are all very emotional creatures. Yes. We are all creatures that carry, you know, more than half of our body is nothing but water. But again, we got to look at what water is actually. Water is life. Yes, it is. You know, um, I'm not going to get all scientific on you here, but um, without the element of water... Them little wormy thingies that make babies wouldn't be running around. That's very true. Without water, everything that grows wouldn't be alive. Correct. Yeah. Water is very, very, very significant to us. You know, to... go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was. <laughs> go ahead, honey. Yeah. There are many things that we can do within the element of water. 
Can I say one thing? Sure. Don't do a ritual with water and air and just leave it that way. Um, you, uh, you're not going to like the outcome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really. Water and air. Uh, yeah, make sure you release those elements and separate them. Um, <laughs> case in point. I did a ritual with some young novices of mine multiple years back. And then we did the ritual next to a river. And, of course, we called in the elements. And I didn't say anything at the time. But when the ritual was over, I realized they didn't release a couple of the elements. And they were just so happened to be water and air. <laughs> uh, the next night, we had what is called... Um, the tw uh, water twisters. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, yeah, those are not fun. I, <laughs> no, I they're not. They're not fun, and I just thought, you know, um, we just had our ritual. They did not release water and air, and the next night we have uh, water sisters. Uh, tornadoes. Yeah, I can see. I, I I can see how air and water can be very destructive. Hurricanes, tornadoes, water spouts. Yeah. Frogs. Oh yes. yes. Frogs. Um. Yes. Yes. That with frogs. Yeah. Um, you know, after uh, twenty-one trips down to the river to release the frogs that were in my basement, which <laughs> here's the funny thing, people. I had no windows for frogs to get in. I had no drainage thing, you know, drainage thing in my basement for them to crawl out of. And I'm telling you, 21 painter's buckets full of frogs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was not pleased with that one. <laughs> um, yeah. I would like to know where they came from. Um, I, I am assuming they all just metaphysically appeared. <laughs> and they weren't big frogs. They were around silver dollar size frogs. But 21 painters buckets. Oh, my goodness. Full. That's a lot of flipping frogs. Yeah, that's too many for me. And that was, again just right after the ritual that these young ladies did and didn't release air and water. <laughs> okay, people, let's remember that. <laughs> Be sure to release all of your elements at the end of your ritual or spell work. Oh, please do, because, yeah, um, the elements may be there for us to use, but I'm sure somewhere they have some intelligence and occasionally they like to go he 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 watch this um and it's not always fun no not always <laughs> so you know remember this i know we get chatty here on this about this but i really want to press this point um remember if you call your elements in please release your elements when you're done <laughs> Now, that sounds like a good place to start into the next one, which is how to connect with the elements. Um, this is a very personal <laughs> thing on how you connect. 
um, Lady Sonica may have different ideas and take on the things. But remember, part the, one of the greatest things of our path is that we can agree to disagree. Um, so that just, you know, if you're Wiccan, you're going to have your own different um, take than, than say, um, I am at, because I'm eclectic. Um, you know, so let's just, you know, find your own take on how to connect. But here's some ideas. Um, let's see. The elements are nature. To connect with the elements is to connect with nature. So it kind of makes sense. Um, take a walk in the sun. Feeling the warmth saturate you to your soul. Sit under a tree and ground. As you are grounding, feel the, and see the roots of the tree. Let its energy refresh you and calm you. Dance in the rain. When was the last time you went outside in the pouring rain and danced? Feel Mother Nature cleansing you with her rain. Look for pretty rocks to collect. Wade in a creek with bare feet. Feel the power of water wash over you. Walk in the forest. The forest provides all four elements. Earth, earth, all around. Air, birds, fire, creative energy provided by the forest. And water. The dew on the trees, the creeks, the cleansing feeling of just being. Lay down on the grass and watch the sky and clouds. Revel in the colors and shapes. Watch the life below your feet. Watch an ant carry off a huge piece of food. A bumblebee doing <clears throat> a bumblebee busy doing its job. Or birds flying and singing. I love sitting watching the birds. Basically, be aware of what the elements are providing you each and every day. What do you have to add or comment I, on? I think you explain that magnificently. I don't think I can add or subtract to any of that. Okay, good. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add before we close out? When dealing with the elements, don't think of the elements as one item. Air is air, fire is fire. No, don't do that. Think of the elements as an extension of the earth talking to you. Make the elements your friend. Communicate with the elements. Talk to the elements. Cry, scream, shout at the elements. But make them personal unto you. Don't make it just something you think you have to do. Make them part of who you are. Not only in your rituals, but in your everyday life. You know what? It is so important. And, and after doing the research and stuff, I have forgotten about the elements. And because I've let my practice uh, lapse a bit. Um, I, I, I'm going to bring the elements further to help me um, get out of this funk that I'm in. And I've been in the past year. Um, and I think the elements might be what I need. Getting out in them more often. Oh, most definitely. Getting out into the elements. I know when I feel suffocated, heavy, depressed, there is nothing that lifts my soul and just really energizes me and renews me than being out in the elements. And it doesn't have to be a beautiful sunny day. It can be pouring down. It can be foggy. It can be a spring day. The elements are all around us every day in millions of different ways. Learn to connect with them because they're connecting with you. Yes, yes. Okay, with that, I think that's it for this week's episode. I don't have notes on 
what's next week because I'm not sure you're going to be moving here pretty quick and going to be offline for several weeks maybe um so I haven't yeah. built that far behind ahead uh, because I don't know who's going to substitute yet right um I'll be offline until we get some kind of internet okay what when when are you actually moving yeah <laughs> Only the element of air knows that one. <laughs> okay. But um, I have got some response from Pan and Bruce. So um, they have guest hosted here. When my mom passed, they guest hosted with um, Obsidia. So we'll try to work out something with their schedule. Um, so like I say, I don't know what next week is. It'll be a surprise for everybody. Um and Listen, people that listen to our little podcast. Also, check out our um, really nice TikTok. Oh, yeah. I, I was very surprised, very pleasantly surprised when I found um, what you had done on TikTok. Um, yeah. Talk to us there. Talk to us here. You know, just talk to us if you have any questions yeah and that is something i want to talk to you about once you get situated at your new place um i think there's more that we could do with tiktok well i'm sure there is but i'm still learning how to navigate <laughs> TikTok myself. i love that place okay until next week stay safe stay warm and stay weird so mode it be so mode it be Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell.